It's that time of the week, y'all already know. Yeah, vibing out. If you don't know by now, then you don't want to know. Gotta have a little commentary while the music playing. Welcome back to the Third Coast Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Sumbler. Unfortunately, Joe and Kobe are not hearing me this week. Uh, we're swapping it up. Uh, but I, y'all know I'm never alone. And today, uh, I have friends of the show. My man sits the sandbox. The one, the back only. Again. Mr. Loomis Gidger, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good, my brother. How you? I'm good, man. Uh, Last week, I missed, unfortunately, for tonsillitis. I didn't have no voice. I could not record. My throat. Yeah. I sounded horrible. I did not have no volume to my voice. I'm better. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. back. Eddie Kane. (laughs) My heart. Here's a house for love. Okay, enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I'm back, man. How you doing, man? Doing good, my brother. Doing good, man. Just, you know, trying to avoid this rainy weather. It's raining all over the place. Ground getting soaked up. Grass growing like crazy. Pollen is everywhere. Sneezing, snotting. That's probably why your throat was sore. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Oh, well. Well, if you listen to my job, they say I'm contagious, so. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm keeping my social distancing over here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Modern medicine has come a long way back then. I probably would have to suffer for about a month with this. By yourself. Yep. In a dark place. <laughs> locked away. Oh. With X's on your door. A red A painted on there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Probably got Father McClellan to come in to try to exercise the demon out of me. Sheesh. Yeah. It just kills me with those exorcist movies. Like, them priests have absolutely zero control over anything that's going on when they walk in there. <laughs> and that's just one side of the Catholic priesthood. <laughs> yeah. It's probably some young fellas that's. They got exercised. P- PTSD <laughs> when they think about the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so horrible. They got their demons oh, exercised. God, that's so horrible. Sheesh. Oh man. Yeah, man, but we gotta start off with some sad news, unfortunately, man. Uh prayers out to Dante Wright and his family. Unfortunately, he was shot by Minneapolis police. Man. Uh coming on almost a year since the George Floyd incident. Man. Uh the officer, she thought she was grabbing her taser, which uh, my man, you used to work for the police department. Yes. Is, is there a difference between a taser gun? Can you tell the difference between a twa- taser gun and your actual gun? Okay, so yes, there's a very distinct difference in between your taser and your firearm. However, I can say in defense of an officer, 
you know, as much as I hate to say that, yeah. In the heat of the moment, you can be discombobulated to the point to where you mistake simple things because yeah. your thought process is thinking about a threat and self-preservation. Your your thought process is not thinking about, you know, what's the difference between my blue pen or my black pen. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So that's true. Now, some would say that, you know, you're supposed to be trained for that. However, let's all be honest. How do you train for that? You can make a stressful situation, but you can't honestly fear for your life until you fear for your life. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a real horrible situation. I hate that, you know, someone had to lose their life in that situation. Yeah. And I didn't, e I'm not even really, you know, very uh, enlightened on what took place or, or the situation altogether. But I just know that it was a tragic event for yep. both the officer and, you know. Yeah, it was being reported he was being stopped because he had something obstructing his rearview mirror. He couldn't see, uh, I guess they was looking in, they seen something obstructing the rearview mirror, so they stopped him for that. Wow. See, when when you think of the, the cause that causes the event to take place, yeah. definitely in recent, you know, times, yeah. times, it's been some bull. Yeah. Complete bull. Like, if you felt as if it was obstructing his vision, he seen you in his rear view when you pulled him over because he pulled over. Yeah. So why did it even have to escalate to that type of situation? Mm -hmm. There had to be some blatant disrespect, some words going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, to turn things hostile. As an officer, it's your... It's your responsibility to de-escalate a situation. You want to avoid any type of force at any time. Yeah. But not everyone are wordsmith with their words. Yeah. Uh, this was a season all 25 years. Uh, that police department, they got a lot of... There's a lot of things yeah. going on. There's it, a lot of changes. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It seemed like George Floyd happened years ago. Like so much has happened. Yeah, since man. Last, from that time to now, it's so much happening. Just period. It's yeah. so much taking place. So much death. So much torment. So it's. But things aren't going to get better. I mean. I, I hate to sound preachy, but that's what the Bible says. Things are not going to get better for the world. So, uh, but still in all, man, you know, I, I hate to hear those type of things. And you would like to say that there was no prejudice involved, no racism involved. However, <laughs> seems pretty evident. Yeah, <laughs> Seems pretty evident. I'm just saying, man, it's just, it's sad that someone would feel empowered enough or self-empowered enough to feel like they can own someone else's life. Yeah. That's sickening. Yeah. That's sickening. That's the mindset though. Yeah, that's sickness. But uh man, rest in peace to him. Uh prayers to his family, prayers for Minneapolis. Yes, yes. But uh man, to get to a brighter note, man. Uh I was watching I was watching the basketball game the other night. Mm-hmm. And I seen some 
uh, Kyrie and Dennis Schroeder got into it. That's hilarious, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the NBA. You in the game. Yeah. You know, the culture. You know, you playing the game, see something happen. Dennis Schroeder calls him the N-word. Okay. Now, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Kyrie has been called it Several times. Hundreds of times on that court. Several he's, times. he's probably said it. Of course. Now, he took offense to that, which I don't blame him for, you know, if he has a viewpoint mm-hmm. and he's standing on it, but we play basketball. Just in, We call each other that, you know. What would they call that? A term of endearment? Hmm. I mean, it can't be necessarily called that way because we have we w- changed the culture amongst one another. Yeah. However, um, I personally feel like Kyrie is trying to spin the whole situation yeah. because Dennis Schroeder, for one, is not that caliber of athlete. So with him not being that caliber of athlete, not as much attention is going to be brought to that. Yeah. Now, if LeBron would have called somebody that, Oh, it'll be all over the world right oh, yeah, now. Yeah. But since Dennis Schroeder said it to Kyrie, you know, if Kyrie wouldn't have said nothing, it'd it just blew over. Blew over. Which, just which, brush under the rug. Even even when fans was in the arena and we watching on TV, we we could actually hear them calling other players there. Yeah. KG and, was notorious for Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I just want to stop and think and flip the situation. If Kyrie would have called Schroeder that it would have been a big thing. Probably would have. Because Kyrie's a different caliber athlete than, you know, Schroeder as far as media-wise and whatnot. Yeah, but we hear it all the time, though. So, I mean, I feel like he is making sure that Schroeder gets the full weight of what he's saying. Yeah. Even though I don't feel like he's personally attacked by it because growing up black playing basketball, you're going to be called that. You're going to hear it. And usually from the people that look just like you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I didn't understand because like I, I, I've heard and I've listened to like interviews of Kate. People talk about KJ. I, I heard he said way worse on the court. Do you know who Gary Payton is? Him too. <laughs> he doesn't talk about you. He talks about, about your mother. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller. I'm like, man. Yeah, they they call some brutal names. Yeah. However, you know, that's just another thing, the politically correct culture that yeah. we live in too. Yeah. You know, everything is so sensitive nowadays to yeah. the point to where you can't call someone a lesbian if they don't want to be called a lesbian. Even if they're, you know, even if they are a lesbian. You you see what I'm saying? Like you have to address them. Even if I'm speaking to you and you don't feel like being called a male today, if I call you a male, they can be viewed as offensive, which is totally. tremendously conf- confusing. It, it <laughs> blows my mind. It just makes you want to walk and not speak to nobody. I mean, it, it makes you to where the kids are today. They have zero social skills because they rather just play on their phones. Or text it to you. Exactly, because you can change or correct whatever you type. Yeah. You can't bring the words back after you speak them. We come from a funny generation because we was like that bridge generation from In like. In between, yeah. 
We we the middle child. Like we got. We know the, what a floppy disk is, and we know what MP3s are. We know what LimeWire is. We know what Apple Music is. Yeah. Went yeah. from stealing it to getting it for well, well, I get it for free, but <laughs> it, it's just crazy. Like when it, stealing it, it was sharing. Sharing is caring. Hey, somebody got it, and they said, "Hey, I want to share it with the world." Yeah, true. I'm in the mindset of I'm not giving the record company the money. I'm just gonna take it for free. Mm-hmm. Cause y'all not getting the money. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> make sure you don't play it on a broad stream to where you. Make money off of it because they're gonna come see you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're gonna come see you. Yeah, man. I just thought that was an interesting situation. I mean, uh, a lot of people say that word should just be, which it should be, just wiped out of history books and all that. But I don't know if I support that. You don't simply because if you want to take that word out, there's a lot of other words you gotta take out. Well, not only just words but if you can erase a word from history why wouldn't you erase history from history you see what I'm saying so if you take that word out then you say okay well are we going to erase the fact that we used to enslave people to build a country yeah are we going to take away the fact that we completely oppressed a group of people to ensure that you know we and hold our self preservation self uh proclaimed uh dominancy over them because it's self proclaimed it's it's not scientific it's not you know but you know if they start erasing words then they're they going to they're going to try to erase anything that they feel you know which they probably already raised stuff that probably would be impactful anyway. But as a parent, I mean, there's things that you have to communicate with your children yeah. that are not pu- pretty. I mean, you have to teach them, though. So if I have to do it as a parent, you have to face your ugly truth as a nation. You can't just erase stuff. That's that's like telling your kids, oh, if you mess up, just delete it and try over. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, yeah, you broke the vase, but we're just going to erase that from our memory yeah. and act like it didn't happen. And we're going to say it's all good, okay? <laughs> we'll try again tomorrow. They got people that do that. Man, get the heck out of here. Yeah. Miss me with that. Kyrie is the, like, the, he's just, just like the weirdest person, like, he took another personal day. I really feel, and this is a personal opinion. It's a personal opinion because I used to be a Kyrie fan, <laughs> but I am no longer one. And I feel as if he has an identity crisis. He doesn't know who he wants to be. And at the moment that media starts shaping his view of himself, He's ready to change his entire persona. I honestly believe he has multiple personas. Think he got multiple personality disorder? Multiple personality disorder. Because I've seen Kyrie, and granted, I don't know him personally, and I don't see him on a regular, everyday basis, so this is just speculation. However, you know, I've seen him in the media be some of the most humble people and coolest person that you can see 
And then I've seen him be the most schizophrenic looking uh, bipolar showing individual that I've seen. And see an asshole. Well, you know, you asshole is all about being a, about perception. You know, me personally, I can care less what Would you say. Mm-hmm. I just want you to tell me the truth. Tell me how you really feel. So I know how to address you. Yeah. You know, if you just hate my guts, hey, tell me that. That way That's I, per- yeah. I'm perfectly fine with, with that. that. I'd rather you be truthful with me. But for you that. to hate my guts and smile and say, hey, we're best friends to wait for I turn my back and try to stab me in the neck. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. And. I feel like they should all die. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. But I really have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I prefer people to be straight up because even still, if if you had the most hateful people in the world, if they were able to be honest about it yeah. and say that they're the most hateful, you can push them off in the corner and let them be in their own hateful society and space. Let it eat away at them. And live life, you know? But for them to play as if, you know, I'm a public servant. But honestly, I'm the most hateful individual and all MFers must die. I mean, <laughs> how are we going to move forward with that? Yeah. That shit crazy, man. And then if you call them that, then you're speculating. See what I'm saying? And profiling. I... <laughs> If nah. you don't like me, just let me know. You can see these hands, or we can just agree to disappear from one another. Not you, to speak to each other. You know, hey, I'm fine with looking somebody in their face and keep walking. I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But don't yeah. have me speaking to you as if you want to be a common person and have mutual respect and you hate my guts. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So. I'm looking at us right now. We are two of the wildest dressed men right now for a podcast. I'm literally sitting here <laughs> in pajama shorts in a no symbol t-shirt. Shout out Derek for the no symbol t-shirt. Shameless plug. <laughs> and my man over here has on some, was, is that some windbreaker pants? Look, man, these are some nice, comfortable. Man, you dress like a 40-year-old dad, man. Well, I might as well be a 40-year-old dad. I'm almost 30. But, I mean. You got the knees of a 40-year-old, though. No, my knees are great. I have knees like <laughs> Megan. No, I'm joking. Whoa. Hey. Pause. Hey. <laughs> but, nah, man, uh, these are some nice, comfortable joggers I found at Walmart, bro. Balling on a budget. Yes, sir. And uh, I got these nice joggers on with a nice, comfortable T-shirt. High tide, good vibe. But you, yeah. Got that from Old Navy for like five bucks. And, you know, I got some tennis shoes on yeah, with some socks, man. I got to be comfortable. It's a rainy day. Hey. You know, there's no reason to dress up. Just be comfortable. But, Enjoy your comfortability. Yeah, because I, I was I was like, I tell people all the time, like, y'all see me, like, I'm I'm gonna be dressed as comfortable. When I like when I get like dressed casually and all that, that's I feel uncomfortable. Honestly. I feel uncomfortable. Honestly. You know, that's not my every day-to-day type yeah. thing. However, I will ask you this question because I'm a married man. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. I'm a married man speaking to a single man. So 
when I was single, I dressed this way a lot less. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily for perception reasons, but however, I understood that I had uh I had an impression to make upon people. Yeah. When I met them. So I question and ask you, because now I dress like this 95% of the time. If I'm dressed casual or formal, it's definitely event going on. Yeah. So I ask you, you know, do you feel as if it's necessary to dress casual or it 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 depends on what I'm doing. It really it like it totally really depends on what I'm doing. Like um like around here, like I'm gonna dress comfortable. Like I'm I go out of, like it depends on it actually depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Because I can go to Elegant. I can go, I'll go dress like this, to be honest with you. Yeah. If I'm yeah. just going to pick up something and come back. Yeah. Or like I'm I'm going to run around and do errands or something. I need, I need got stuff to do. I'm going to dress like that. I'm going to dress comfortable because I know I'm going to be moving around a lot. Yeah. And for all those who are listening, we're in a remote area called Oakdale. <laughs> and we don't have shopping things and we don't have. <laughs> and everything nice we do get stores. it shut down. And so. We drive approximately 30 minutes up the road to go to Alexandria and go to shop and uh, and see things. So, you know, this Ellick that he speaks of, we call it Ellick, but it's Alexandria, Alexandria, Louisiana. Yeah. And so I just want to clarify those things. because That place is. Yeah. Yeah. That place is running down. It's getting it's getting wild. Yeah, you, you got to get to the point of where you drive the Lake Charles to Lafayette now. Yeah. Because. Um, I drive it. Well, nah, I'll tell you what. If I go to Lafayette, I'm getting spiffy. Is that right? I'm getting spiffy going to Lafayette. Yeah. I don't care what I'm going to do in Lafayette. I'm getting spiffy. Yeah, and see, you see, <laughs> there's a reason behind that. There is a reason behind it. When you go to Lafayette, you know I there's know, a possibility I, that I, you're going to see a couple different things that you I, like. Yeah, I, I got expectations when I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess that answers my question. When you feel as if you have prospects. Yeah. You feel that you need yeah. to, you know, at least go casual. At yeah. least, at a very minimum, go casual. Gotta at least have a fresh lineup. You know, like I will stop at the store. I will stop at one of them stores, like, and I will buy a t shirt, like just a regular plain color t shirt. Mm-hmm. And I won't put it on until I get there. I don't want no sweat stains. I don't want nothing on that motherfucker. That makes sense. But as a married dad of four, you don't give a fuck. I can care less. I will go, I will go to the White House looking like a bum, <laughs> long as I am comfortable. I can see you know with the windbreaker jacket. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> all the way through the all through the West Wing. <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> My God, somebody stop that man! <laughs> We're gonna have a noise complaint. <laughs> Oh, oh somebody talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. man, that's crazy. Yeah, that. I, I, cause I look at it like back then, bro. But I, I'm gonna say this though: the style was more simpler back then than it is now. True. Cause True. used to what we get some some blue jeans, some jorts, the blue jean shorts, a yeah. nice t-shirt, yeah. or, or, or when the cargos come in, cargo pants, cargo shorts, cargo pants. 
Nice, nice polo shirt. Man, hey, listen to me. The way the kids are dressing now, Man. I would rather look like this. Yeah. I tell you what, joggers is the most comfortable thing. That's the only thing I like about this new style. Joggers. Oh, my God. These kids confuse me. The pants be so tight. Oh, but then I look back at when we, because you know, man, I'm thinking shorts was too big back in the day, man. Of course. But we were like cellos, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, you couldn't even see your ankles in shorts for so long, man. Screw it. You know, hey, it just goes to show how much Time is fads and yeah. trends control and dictate. You know, the way kids respond. Because I feel like kids are mindless drones nowadays, but if I really just stop and think about it, we were, were too. Yeah. So, Cause remember the whole suit jacket, button down shirt, boot cut jean thing? Yeah. When they, yeah. That. <laughs> yep. I, just, I, I used to go for like a more of a Cali like swag. I used to wear the white tees and the blue jeans with some, with some, uh, House shoe, house slippers, yeah. or the, uh, wear the uh, khaki pants with the white t shirt and the, and some Converse, but I could never hardly keep up with Converse because uh, my foot was a little too long. It looked a little weird on my foot. Oh yeah, man, my mine like boats. I got, I got boats on my feet. Yeah, I don't care though. Yeah, yep. I dress with a more simpler thing now. Used to, uh, it was a time with like chucks, cargo shorts. And an old band T-shirt. That was that was me for a while. Yeah, it was cheap too to dress like that. Functionality. Yeah, with a a bit of a comfort because if you get the no, right, Converse the right. are not comfortable. <laughs> you walk anywhere in Converse, they are not comfortable. Well, you remember that day I tried to ball in Converse and roll my ankle. Well, I mean, playing basketball and Converse do not go say, in the same sentence. I say, man, Larry Bird and Magic can do. I know I can do. They, they were some special, different type of guys, bro. Uh, you freaking blow an ankle out the side of your shoe trying to wear some Converse. And I had the lo- and I had the low top shot to play. Oh man, not the All Stars. Yep, the black and whites. Sheesh. Yeah, you were a bold man. Yeah, I rolled my ankle too. I remember dead. I dunked on you with those on too. It in must, the backyard, they wouldn't. Oh, yeah, the house. Regulation uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I pushed you too. Yeah. Yeah. I almost hit the pole. I get my payback. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I flipped you in the bushes one day. So, yeah, uh, I still got to get you back for that. Yeah. You know, it goes around. <laughs> goes around. We're a little too old for that now, though. Yeah, we are too old to be doing it. We're that. a little too old for that. Like, hey, you put, I push you in the bushes, you push me into a pole. It might be a two, three week recovery. <laughs> <laughs> As kids, we Man, laughed it off. <laughs> we laughed it off, chased each other around the yard, wanted to fight a little bit, but you know, it was all good. Yeah, you flip me in the bushes. Now nah, I'm going to be there for, I'm, I got to lay there for at least 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but like, this motherfucker didn't do nothing again. Goddamn. <laughs> Call somebody, get me out the bushes. I got to lay there and just process what happened first. Yeah. And yeah. then that's 10 minutes off dump. Then I got to roll over and I just got to catch my breath. That's about another 15 minutes. And when I finally get on that one knee and raise myself <laughs> up, you know, that's another five minutes right there. So all together we're up to 35. Yeah. And okay. then I'm cussing. Oh. Then the kids come over there. I'm like, fuck away from me. Just get the fuck away from me right now. I'm mad. <laughs> Bro, that, I would say the most challenging thing as a parent 
it's being able to deal with your emotions while around your children <laughs> because you want to flash and lose your all bearing in situations where you stump a toe or, yeah. you know, something goes wrong and they're looking at you with these big, honest, humble eyes like, daddy, what's wrong? And you want to tell them, get the away from me. <laughs> but at the same time, you know the impact that it will take on them if you yeah. do that. So you're forced to be like, daddy's fine. <laughs> you know, we talked about it in the group chat, which I like the only one out of like all my friends. I'm like probably the only one that don't have kids. So I they was like, uh, they sent them me. Don't have them until you're ready for them. I'll never be ready for them then. Sheesh. But uh, <laughs> they was like, they sent a meme or something with the kid was talking. Mm-hmm. And they were putting the kid in the car. And as they were talking, they just kept asking questions. They just shut the door. And they was like, man, everybody, like, yeah, I can relate to this. I'm like, I'm not a parent and I can relate to this. So I'm going to say, man, just five minutes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> And that's why I'm not a parent right now. <laughs> well, no. can you see me telling my child is asking me questions about the world? There is no right or wrong way to parent. Yeah. Where's the manual? There is no manual. Exactly. Because everything you do, you do all you do based off experience. Exactly. And nine times out of ten, you're gonna raise your children the way you were raised. Right. Yep. So, I mean. I actually understand my children because they think the way I thought as a child. Yeah. For the most part, they're still their own individuals. So, you know, whenever they're asking questions, most of the time I probably ask that very same question. So it doesn't bother me as much. It's just when they get to the point where they get to tapping on you when you're trying to do something else. (laughs) That's the part that I can't get used to just yet. Yeah, I'm ruling the day, Jonas. I'm ruling the day all my guy kids. Well, I know Lala ain't gonna call me. But I know when Jonas get a phone, I know Jonas gonna be blowing me up. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's if, you know, he's not busy running around because... That dude is very active. It's yeah. amazing how active he is. Yeah. If I said, let's go outside and slip and slide in the mud right now. He gone. Head first. Head first. <laughs> Daddy, come check me out of school. We're going to slide in the mud. So <laughs> I'm just saying, man, that, that dude amazes me. I'm curious to see, you know, what he grows into because right now he looks like a little action figure. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Bird chest. Got a little six pack coming in. Coming in. It's there. It's there. It's very, it's very definite. You're going to you be mad at that. He can lift his whole body weight. You're going to be mad at that. He is my ghost. He yeah. is the reason why I work out. Because I'm almost there. I'm getting there. Because. I'm getting there. You was, you was, a, you would like it in high school. <laughs> you would like it. Puny. Skinny. Couldn't, couldn't get the six pack. Just, Which just is, sticks. Yeah. <laughs> sticks, man. Five foot, 11, 135 pounds playing high school varsity football as a starter. 
sophomore. Sheesh. That's crazy, man. But man, we done been on like a lot of the funnest shit together, man. Like people just don't know how much shit that me and you man, we have into- seen, oh, man. have done, <laughs> and some <laughs> shit we came and just we came and talk about because the sled, the, the sled what? saga, the man, just, yeah, just in, just in the sled with some wild shit. But uh, man. What would you say would be like the wildest moment we, to you? The wildest. It's like the craziest shit we just ever got into. It don't just have to be just us. It could be involved with other people. Terrence. Something that we can say and not get in trouble. Because when you get in trouble, I get in trouble. The wildest, though? I mean, because we done a lot of... We did some wild shit. Questionable things. And we also seen a lot too, just hanging out at night. Just standing out. Just, yeah, the, just being in man, the just being hey, in the cut. The wildest situation when we seen we're both on our separate porches. And we just happened to be outside because I had just came from your house. We happened to be outside and a crackhead comes walking down the street. Riding the bike. You're right. Riding, Riding the, the bike. bike. Not not walking. Completely naked. I mean, <laughs> no garment of anything anywhere in sight. And I didn't believe that shit. Riding a bike at like 8 p.m. No, no. <laughs> this was like, this was like 12, 1 o'clock. You sure? It was late. Because usually your mama kicked me out kind of early. No, we was outside. We, oh. we were standing on the block. All I remember is a naked crackhead. On the bike. <laughs> it was nighttime. It was a naked crackhead on a bike. How does a female ride a bike naked? I don't know. I don't understand. And then one of them crackhead bikes where they had to. And it was no seat. It no. was no seat, Terrence. I could have swore she I had dis- a. Do- I should have swore she had a Dollar General bag nope. over the seat with no seat. It was no. It was a Dollar General bag over. A pole with a makeshift seat. Oh, I know she was hurting. It was no seat. I distinctly, I distinctly remember that. And I'm looking like, what is really going on? I didn't believe because I had to look twice. I like, man, you, man, you bull job. And when we talked about it the next day, I was like, hey, did you see River wet naked riding a bike? And you looked at me like. I thought that's what I saw, but I thought I was tripping. <laughs> oh, bro. Then it was the time that, you know, we end up jumping to somebody at school. That oh, used, I would, I they used a racial slur. Oh, no, you were there. You didn't jump in. Oh, I didn't jump. Oh, because I didn't know what was going on. You didn't jump in, but you were there. Because <laughs> I, I, I seen, I just seen everybody in the crowd like, man, I say, who fighting? And I just seen him. I'm going to get out of y'all, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to get out of y'all. And then you seen a whole bunch of black guys like ants. Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all scattered to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funniest funny shit? That my, I wasn't there for this. Uh, senior year and you know soon I stayed like the first two days after lunch I stayed through lunch but after that I was like why the fuck am I here I'm going home and you called me first day I walked home and went straight home after four period and he was like 
Terrence, they beat the shit out that boy. <laughs> like, what you talking about? <laughs> and that's the funny thing about living in small towns and, and remote areas and all that stuff. Because yeah. like when people come from somewhere else, they think they about to run this shit because yeah. you coming from somewhere else. No, buddy. You, yeah. you know you by yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's sad? My words was, they beat the shit out that boy. But I participated. <laughs> and I that's the sad thing. I apologize, young man. You know who you are. You come to Oakdale High School from New Orleans. No, it went from New Orleans. Thank you, dude, from like uh, Ville Platte or something. I, I know it was one guy that came from New Orleans. That, he got the worst beating. I no, no, he was from Ville Platte. Talking it, about our senior year? It was a guy that came from New well, Orleans. It must have been before then. A guy that came from New Orleans. This was around Katrina time. Oh, okay. See, uh, we were freshmen then. Sophomore. Freshman, sophomore, somewhere around there. He come from New Orleans. He was an evacuee. He had very, very uh, bad people skills. <laughs> and that young man received a beating. That was for the ages. Some people almost went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> they almost went to jail. Then we remember the white boys were beefing with us because we uh we had got to well they were yeah, I wouldn't then participate in that ass whooping but uh they had beat the dude they jumped the dude so bad because they were stomping on with steel toes and that everybody had to wear tennis shoes and the white boys got yep. mad it was like man we got wear fucking tennis shoes yeah they changed a lot of rules because of us. Not a one rule. I'm glad. I'm so glad that he got changed. We can walk around with our shirts untucked. You know, I mean, the tensions people got because of that. It wasn't going to change anything. It just really wasn't. They tried to force us to be who they wanted us to be and didn't realize that we're in too small of a town for you to force <laughs> us. <laughs> Sir, you do not have the the population nor the authority to make this shit last. <laughs> Nor do I have the concern of abiding by your rules right. and regulations. Show sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, so, you know, Usher, TMZ had reported Usher went to the strip club and he threw, he wasn't throwing real money. He was throwing hundreds with his face on there. That's baller. You know how mad I would be if I was like a stripper? That's ball. And I go, I'm thinking, I'm, I done hit it tonight. Yeah. And I see Usher face. Hey, it, I tell you this thing. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. It was not a black owned strip club. <laughs> he wouldn't have made it out. He wouldn't have made He must have been in LA. He the, had to be in LA. The first hundred that would have been spotted by a black stripper that would have had his face on it. The bouncer was getting called. He wouldn't have made it out. But that's pretty balling, though. That is. On pretty, his aspect. But it but, sucks for the strippers. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> but it's coming out now. He was doing it for like a promo thing or something. Yeah, but he still didn't give the women real money. No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's not, <laughs> that's much, not okay. <laughs> I want money ushering through in a strip club. I don't know because it's so much that are given to famous people to the point to where he might go get they might give twenty him. he might get twenty thousands and twenty thousand and ones and they put on an extra five because they want him to come back. 
all, all that, like, I know sometimes they give them free money to throw in the club. Yeah, that's that's a horrible business move. But if the strippers pick it up, strippers pick it up, they got to still get to cut back to the club. But you're taking out of your profits. That's just to bring people in, though. You might not lose much in the long run. If you give them like, here, okay, I ain't going to say like a big Unless rapper. Unless you just let them, let people know that this person is here. here so people will come. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to bring more business in. Yeah. 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 That's paying for advertising. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get it back because they throw the money, the strippers pick it up. You're still gonna get a cut back from it. I just would like to take a brief second to say, shout out to all you strippers who are out there. I appreciate you, we appreciate you all. Someone has to take the job of you know taking off their clothes to entertain others and. I hate that you may be in that situation if you're trapped in that situation. However, if you enjoy it, I appreciate and I thank you for enjoying it. No matter if you got a bullet or a knife wound. Doesn't matter. I still it doesn't love matter. You. And there is a dollar bill with your name on it somewhere. You know <laughs> <laughs> You know Rick Ross say he met Wale in the strip club. He say a guy like Wale, I did not think I would end up meeting him in a strip club. Yeah. I read it in his memoir. Yeah. But I look at Wale, like Wale's the perfect person for the strip club. He's the one that goes in there, he throws a couple of dollars, and he goes in the back, and he keeps the bartender, keep bringing them drinks. <laughs> He's the guy that throws a couple of hundred, throws some money when he goes in there, and yeah. he goes in the back, and he just chill, and the bartender just steadily bring him drinks, and he just relax. Yeah. I, I I would think Wale is probably a very wild dude in a strip club. Probably is. I'm just taking a guess. I mean, he's so sophisticated sounding because I don't know him as a person. Yeah. But he sounds so sophisticated to the point to where I could see him having a reckless side. And he's from D.C. So Chocolate City. <laughs> <laughs> they get jiggy. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, man. But that's me though. Like, I know like the first well, you we you we was together the first time. Like, I blew money that night. <laughs> yeah. Um I got highly intoxicated. Yeah. I end up misplacing about three hundred dollars. And yeah, we got a little reckless. Yeah, I spent some money tonight. But after that, I said never ever again until the next time I went. <laughs> I said spent some money again. But that next time after that, you know what I did? I left my debit card where I was staying at. Cause I was in Texas. I was in I was on the west side of Te- I was in West Texas. Mm-hmm. I left my uh my debit card where I was staying at mm-hmm. and I brought thirty dollars with me. The money to get in and money to get drinks. And that was it. I put a cap on myself. I'm pretty sure the entertainers weren't very fond of you. No, they wasn't. And it was in the middle of the week. So I didn't want to be bothered. Well, I would definitely not do that when I go to a strip club. Because if I decide to go, 
It's a rare occasion if I decide to go. So if I go, I'm going all out. I'm going to blow about $400. I'm going to get as many lap dances as I can get. I'll probably be intoxicated. And uh, yeah, I'm going to make sure I don't cheat on my wife. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Because you get heavily intoxicated. You get women grinding on you. Your blood gets to boiling. You never know what might take place. So you have to stop yourself because there's a price for everything. Next time I'm going, I'm going sweatpants, no draws on. And that oh month. my God. That <laughs> is, fact, I might go in there some windpants. Oh and no, Some windpants. So you... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, look, can you see me in the window? Oh, yeah, baby, yeah. Pause. I'd rather not see you like that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a t- hey. You gotta do what you gotta do, Chief. <laughs> Just saying, it can't be me. But hey, you do your thing. Man, you gonna be thing. grinding the hell out the windbreaker. <laughs> yeah, you gonna have a couple wet stains for his own. Oh my god, man! They had <laughs> man. They said they had one in Port Allen. It shut down. Now nah, it was like, man, you going there about like one hundred fifty dollars. Everything. I say, man. Oh God, it was a brothel. <laughs> I just go pick one for a hundred dollars. You can have anyone. Hundred, hundred fifty dollars. I like, damn, heaven on heaven. <laughs> Happy beginning and ending. How <laughs> you the Sean Watson? Whoa, man. Let's talk about that, bro. You want to? So, okay, this this is reported. I read this on ESPN. <laughs> I do not know the German's name. I'm sorry. I was trying to give credit for a change, but it was reported his lawyer came out and said, "Yeah, some of the stuff Deshaun did was was consensual." And I'm like, I wouldn't have came out and said that. Why not? I don't know. It sound it sound bad. But it might not be, but to me it sounds bad. It sounds horrible in my opinion. Because Because if you saying some of it, some was, of it was, then you know was, for a fact the, he was out of line. He was out of line somewhere. Somewhere. But all the facts ever come out. I just don't I don't see it being twenty-two or more women. I'm just saying, bro, like at some point you have to realize that although these women may be coming back and saying yes that it was a problem in the moment I guarantee you at least 90% of them was like oh, well it's Deshaun Watson I can beyond which I would be surprised if some of them even know who he was cause you know like most women aren't really true and I don't know he had a lot of he was on television a lot he had a lot of commercials in these yep. past three or four years a lot of commercials yeah but but still I mean some people might still not true very true. My thing is, and I—I I mean, I hate—I hate pocket watching. But man, you making that much money, you can't hire somebody to come to you—a specific person that knows exactly what you want multiple times a week. But maybe he was trying to find a massage therapist. I just don't understand. I didn't. Understand. If you're that caliber of a person. Entertainer, athlete, whatever. You're in the media that much. Get an NDA, bro. Never go wrong having a stack of NDA if, papers. If you can't have a massage therapist 
that will sign an NDA, you don't need them. I guarantee you for that one that says no, there's a hundred that will say yes to sign that NDA for the money. Yeah. You might have to pay them a little bit more, but you can be who you want to be and not have to worry about this going on. Yeah. And I'm not going to no random person. How like, no, you come in here with my people are here and I got people watching. So if anything go wrong, I got witnesses. But I'm, I don't know if I'm a conspiracyist. But uh, oh, you are, I already know you on with this. I'm just like. As soon as he asked for a trade. It's, it's just too ironic. It's too ironic. Nah, that's, I, feel, I feel like the Texans organization has something going on with that. And if y'all got some beef with it and y'all want to see me, I'm poor anyway, so y'all can't <laughs> get nothing. So go ahead and come see me. But I feel like the Texans organization has something to do with that. And because it, it just come out the just the random blue. Well, it didn't even necessarily come out the random blue. It was just way too convenient for them. The moment he asked for a trade and he has the position to actually start leveraging a trade, they tried to make sure that his trade value is completely diminished, if not career completely diminished. Oh, oh, oh. But see, and I dived into the rabbit hole and I was like, what if Deshaun is doing this to bring his trade value down so he can get the fuck up out of there? It's twisted. It's I mean, it's some twisted shit to think about. That seems a bit risky. Yeah, that seems a that's bit ris- too risky. That's risque. Yeah, you you got to put a little accent on the e. Risque. Yeah, that's e. I don't know if I would go that far. It's possible. Yeah, we've seen crazy things take place here lately. I mean, Kawhi Leonard would say that he was ruining his whole career by saying F the San Antonio Spurs organization and saying, I'm going to sit because I want to sit. Yeah. But, you know, a ring later and a lucky ring later, a lucky ring. Everything is earned, sir. Come on, man. That shot against Philly, man. Come on. Take a look. That was one shot. That one shot. That one shot didn't decide the game. Katie his Achilles. That's on his head. <laughs> Injuries happen. <laughs> but what I'm saying, a lot of shit played into that ring. Right. Yeah. But for you to say luck is to say that, you know, their hard work didn't have a did, role to play in there. And then if Clay wouldn't have got hurt, they definitely were gonna have a hard time winning that series. But was it possible? Without KD, yeah. With KD, was it possible? No, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't beat that team with KD. Man, stop it! They bro. not beat that. They ain't beat anyone can be beaten on any given night. Yeah, okay, but set four times out of seven with KD. Terrence, Oklahoma City Thunder was up three zero, and Russell Westbrook choked. Oh, so it's Russell's fault, and KD choked. It's, Ru- K- it's, it's both of their fault why they lost the series. Yeah. And bad coaching. The other team just didn't want it more. They did, but some you can want it as much as you the Wizards go out there every night and want to win. No, they don't. <laughs> and it's evident the way they play. No, don't you ever doubt Russell's. Don't you ever doubt Russell. Cause when you say cause Russell won't go out there and win every night. Russell, Bradley Bill, cool. Name more. I think Rui Hatchamore wants to win. Who? Rui Hatchamore. 
I like him, man. I like him. He's he a good solid. I don't see, but but see, we getting off topic now, man. We talking about this, but I'm gonna say this. I, I hate how the NBA going positionless, man. Like, really? I hate it. I mean, I like it because I mean. It's entertaining, but I just don't like the fact they don't play enough defense. No, I miss, I miss the fact, man. Big fella. Big fella got a guard on. Y'all sitting there shooting the three. Y'all got the switch y'all want. Look at him. I bet your dog, I bet your dog be telling him, y'all throw the ball to Embiid. I think it's a numbers game. Three is better than two. Not only that, the amount of three pointers you get up. Yeah, the more you because shoot. If you look at it, the more teams you, that shoot 15 or less three-pointers. No team in the NBA shoots fit less than 15 three-pointers a game now. Okay, let's say 25 or less. 30 or less. Teams that shoot 30 or less, their chances of winning an NBA game is less than 30%. Yeah. Utah shot 21 in the first quarter last week. Yes. Wow. They all, I only hit three of them. <laughs> but they only. But the crazy part about it is they only lost by five. Exactly because it was num- a back and forth game. Numbers say you get up enough shots, you're in a position to win. Yeah. Now, twenty one and not hitting but three. That's that's in one quarter. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I call a timeout as a coach and say, what are we doing, guys? What the f- are we doing? But well, that's the style. Man, that's like Gilbert Arena say, man, they don't run. Man, the coaches call plays and draw up shit in the play. In the, they in the don't run that. Man, look. One four, one four flat. Because <laughs> you, because and I, I love his take on basketball. He's like, we on the court. We see what's working and what's not. And that bullshit you drawing up is not working. Every basketball player says that. Yeah. But what I will say is I I believe that everyone in the NBA is so talented to the point to where they can defeat the man in front of them. Oh yeah. Five out of ten times at least. Right? So every time they get the ball in their hands, definitely if they're already that guy on the team. Running a play that's retarded. Yeah, I got one guy in front of me that I know I can get him. I can get past him. Yeah, just be ready on the backside. If they come over and help, I'm not going to force a shot. I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, but other than that, give me the ball and get out of my way. <laughs> and that's, that's basically what it is. Well, either there, you just jag it up, and so from thirty five because you think about it like. These young guys that come out of college that are blazing the trail in college, they come into the NBA and they might get 10 shots in a night. Even if they in a good situation, they end up with maybe 15 shots. Yeah. Right. If they get PT. But that's not by the coach's calling. That's, that's, the by, the, that's by the starting star players player. calling. That's the star, whoever hey, the- look here, rookie. Yeah. You knew out here. We yep. know how to do this. Yeah. Get us the ball. When we feel like you need to get up a shot, we'll get you the ball. Unless you play for Minnesota and you Anthony Edwards, he just be jacking it up. But I guarantee you. Oh, he getting better. He don't have any vets that's on the court that's really proven. Got a cat. 
He don't have any vets <laughs> that's on the court that's really proven. Oh, D-Lo. He don't have any vets <laughs> that's on the court that's really proven to be able to look at him and say, hey, look, young fella, Give up follow my lead. Yeah. D-Lo, he's a baller. Don't get me wrong. As far as playing basketball, he's a baller. However, he's not a leader. He's a snitch. He was young, man. He can't hold it against him forever. Why not? <laughs> I wish y'all could see my facial expressions when he's saying this, but anybody that a snitch on a homeboy and teammate for no personal gain of their own cannot be trusted. You don't think he hit Iggy? No. Iggy wouldn't even take him serious. He was like the little guy. <laughs> He's like the little guy that's been sitting back hoping that he could holler at Iggy yeah. saying, I bet you I can mess up their relationship. <laughs> Swaggy, you should have knocked his head off. Just saying, bro. Yeah. I know you probably wanted to and they probably stopped you a couple times, but you should have went for his head. Man. Shout out to Swaggy P. I like I like I Swaggy, fuck with Swaggy man. P, man. He don't we he don't know us, but we fuck with you, Swaggy P. Even though Big Dog Gill used to bully him on a well, still bullies him man. on a regular <laughs> That dude <yeah. laughs> Hey for, bro, I love watching Gill. Shouts out to the No Chill, man. No chill podcast. Hey, Gil go hard, bro. They fucking uh they went from Deshaun to basketball. That that's transition right there. Yeah, man. I Deshaun, bro. And I think I made that transition simply because, you know, basketball and the, the NBA and the NFL, the NBA players have so much more power. Yeah. In the NFL. And the moment that Deshaun started to flex try his to muscle. flex his muscle and control his own destiny like a player in the NBA. The NFL was like, oh no. Yeah. But it's, it's and I feel like they use the N-word in their heads, <laughs> but you know, we, we're gonna leave that alone. It's it's crazy because you know, Russell, you know, Russell also voices opinion this all season. I like, man, we ain't trading you. Yeah. Basically, it's so many words. Yeah. Now Matthew Stafford wanted to get traded. Yeah, you you you've battled for this organization. We just gonna send you, you know. That's crazy. They used to trade him within the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. That's the crazy part. I would have sent him to the And New you York. know what's crazy? I bet you he selected where he wanted to go. He had no trade clause. They was gonna I think I forgot what they were gonna trade it to. Uh I think Chicago. Not Chicago. I forgot what. The Patriots, but he said he would not throw away his no trade calls if y'all trade him to the Patriots. So he forced his way out. But what I'm saying, he didn't force his way out. Because well, they gave they gave him out. They gave him out. They didn't, they didn't have to trade him. They wouldn't. You know, he wouldn't have. He was a good old boy, basically. You know, he got to pick where he wanted to go. The only way I throw away my trade clause is if you send me here, here, or here. Okay, Matt. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> Deshaun, sit over there. Russell, get your ass back out now. Go out there and play. You're our million dollar man. We get rid of you, we have to start over. 
But they feel like if they, I know what the mindset is probably like, if we do this, that mean the next one down the line. We got rid of our defense for you. We got rid of Marshawn for you. Yeah. Because if they would have kept Marshawn happy, he wouldn't have retired. No. Run that. You know why I'm here. Yeah, that, that <laughs> shit, yeah, that, that still pissed me off to this day. What? Really? Them not giving them him the ball at the one yard line. Oh, oh, I thought you. Oh, no, said- I, I love that when he said it to the man. Oh man, bro, I love Marshawn, bro, because he's the only one in the NFL. Talk to shit. Him, Calvin, Cam, Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor. They the only ones that took their stance like the players in the NBA and said, "You can't do me nothing. You want to fire me? Fire me. You want to find me? Find me." But I'm going to be who I am. Chad Johnson? Yeah. Well, you know, Ocho, he's still, he's still a little heartbroken because he ain't got that gold jacket. Nah, you watch that I'm athlete. He say, man, fuck them. I don't need their validation. I'm a Hall of Famer. The only time he brings that up is when he gets in his feelings. <laughs> now, true enough. Yes, he's a self-made man. He don't have to prove himself to nobody. He's still one of my top five receivers uh, of he, all time. Sweetest feet of all time. And I give him number one as far as sweetest feet. However, he he's his feelings is hurt behind that gold jacket. T.O. feelings is hurt behind that gold jacket. No one made me mad about that. Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss got in first Randy Moss got it on the first try. That motherfucker quit on Oakland. He well, look. He quit. He quit in Minnesota. He quit in Oakland. But let's just think about it. The gold jacket is a popularity yeah. and pop politics. He went right? on ESPN, changed his image. To To still like fuck y'all. To tried to change his image. They told him he could not. T.O. tried to, he went, when he went to Dallas, he tried to do everything right. Still got, still said. And they still didn't want him. That's my quarterback. And so he was miserable with himself because he tried to change who he was to appease these people to get his gold jacket that he earned. Because he earned it. Yeah, oh yeah, he earned it. He earned it. Chad earned it. Yeah. But politics won't allow them to have it. Oh, T.O. got his. Finally. Yeah, he got it on the second, second or third try. When he got it, I didn't, C- couple I of years, this. he got in with Randy Moss. The year Randy Moss got in, he got in. Well, dang, I need to get up on current. I got too many kids. <laughs> the only thing I get to watch at my house is Coca Melon and uh, Bigfoot on Netflix, which Man. is a pr- pretty good cartoon. However, better than Handy Manny. Oh, oh God. God. And Baby Shark, golly. Oh, my goodness. It just makes me sick just thinking about oh, it. Oh, before I forget, man, the uh, uh, Cora Gate Goth, I don't know if I said her name, the last name right, man, but she went missing. Last, that was last oh, week they reported. Oh, man, bro, that's, that's sickening, that's, that story, that's a wild story. Man, that's sickening. And, and how, how, how the LSU authorities is like, just fucked up the whole thing like they didn't notify here, the parents. And here go my conspiracy stuff again. LSU has something to do with this. You think maybe like maybe somebody that's she's somebody more than what we know who she is. Like she's connected to somebody who's very important 
Yeah. And because it's crazy, like the guy, the guy raked into a car. The car was still running on the side of the road. Still running her phone, her, her purse, watch. her watch. Every the way they found the car was find my iPhone in the impound lot. And nobody notified the owners of the vehicle. That's disgusting. Unless you never reported them missing. And I have daughters, bro. Just to imagine somebody doing that to man. Somebody would be dead right now. And it probably wouldn't even be the right person, but I'd be and kill somebody by now. It's crazy, man. Like they, and that's disgusting, they found bro. The car, and I, man. I pray that they able to find her or at least find the truth. Find out, yeah. Find the truth and the people that involved with this go down because that's that's a what this is a wild story about. I'm just hoping she get found. That's crazy, bro. Uh, that's crazy. But yeah, it's crazy. Like people just go missing every day, bro. Man, I didn't know. Like I just really like I knew I know they like they got the human sex trafficking stuff and all that. Mm. I just. Literally didn't know just in general how many people go missing every day. Yeah, bro. It's it's because they never because like if it weren't for like Twitter and stuff, because like I, I see all the time on Twitter, like people always saying like I need help finding this person that and I always retweet it, you know. I don't yeah. care. I don't care if it's in Ohio or whatever. Exactly. Like, hey, I, I retweet. Every every retweet helps. Yeah, and, but and, like just for instance, when I was in San Antonio this past weekend, uh, I got six Amber Alerts of people that uh, have gone missing just in a weekend. Golly. Six, bro, in less than two days. It was, it's crazy. It's tragic. And it's the even more tragic thing is the fact that it takes place so much that we're almost numb to it as a society. Well, I ain't, I'm not gonna say that. I like, like I said, if it wouldn't be for Twitter, I wouldn't even know because they don't put it on the news. But what I'm saying is, as a society, we're no, that's not even considered news no more. I know. That's and crazy. every time I see somebody missing, boy, I, I'm like, damn. I, I, I get them. I get. Uh, I get emotional because I, I, I feel empathy for them. Yeah, you know. It, it just hits it hits me differently. I know for a fact because I think about my children. If my children were in that situation, bro, yeah. and that's that's one of the most. My son went missing for two hours. Oh man, I remember I got that call. Like I didn't even. I was about to blow up the whole town and yes. blow off half of the state. <laughs> Because my son was asleep under the bed and I didn't know where he was. Yeah. And I had just seen him maybe 20 minutes before then. That's crazy. And once I started thinking about everything that transpired, bro, it was so many evident things of how he could have been kidnapped. Yeah. And I know the sickening feeling that I felt for just two hours. I could only imagine what these people are going through. Their loved ones, are, their children are completely disappearing. Sure. And That's he, crazy. And, and, and Brian turned up. I was still out there looking for like a little 45 minutes to an hour. Man, it's... Bro, that's crazy, bro. I I was about to run people off the road. 
I was about to shoot up somebody's yeah. house. Like it was. It's uh, crazy because like when I when I got the call, like first thing I did, I like I just put shoes on. I went to look it because there ain't no point trying to. There's no point of trying to talk us. No, you just every second is of every the second essence. Count. You just you just go. I, every second is of the essence. Man, I went. Ah, damn! I went through bond. I was in bond looking for him. bro. I was everywhere when he popped up. I was literally on my way to Texas on a back highway. Yeah, to try to pick out vehicles that look suspicious that might have been in my area. Yeah, to try to question them. And when they called me and told me, don't don't flip out, don't go crazy, he's here. Yeah. I was like, I was so relieved. Then I was like, well, where was he? He was asleep under the bed. What the f- I'm going to kill him when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> then when you see him, like, man, I'm just happy to see you. And when I seen him, he was in tears because he realized how much, how much trauma it had caused everybody. Yeah. And he was afraid. And when he seen me, he just broke down. So I broke down with him. And But still, and I was like, look, son, just Don't let put- somebody know when you're going outside. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I had to unload my gun and everything else. Cause, oh, man. I, all I, man, first I just grabbed a knife out the kitchen. That's all I, I was like. I'm a, I said, I'm a poker motherfucker. They got a gun. I'm out of luck, but I'm going to try. God damn it. Bro. You don't realize I really went and knocked on people's doors with my pistol in my hand, open this damn door. You on some my son brother's side. Yeah, you on some you on some retribution type. You and I could care less about whatever the consequences was. Yeah. I hey, because I know, got to, I was I will try to flip the world upside down for my children. Man, look, I went, I'm talking about I'm all Blue bush. I'm all back there in the woods. I say, man, there's any chance. <laughs> but man, we get to. I we ain't gonna get too deep into this because uh, I don't know how deep we can go. But we had an interesting conversation like yesterday. Mm-hmm. You had told me some information. And you was like, you was like, you know, some women can be narcissists. Very much so. And when you told me what you told me. I never thought like I never I never thought of it I never thought of it because like I don't know I want you to be aware first and foremost once you start to notice these things these character flaws in women you can never erase it You you will see it in them for the rest of your life now but what's so why I had just got I was in a situation where a person was like that, but I didn't realize it. Yesterday, when he was telling me the information, and I was like, "Well, damn, I I just I just dealt with that shit not too long ago." Yep. And the the tore up thing about it all is is a product of our society. Yeah. Because our society shapes things. Our society shapes things to where there's a double standard in favor of men. Men can go out and be whoremongers. Not the second thought is past. Yeah. The, the moment a woman does it, she is scorned with the letter A. Yeah. Now they're starting to 
desensitize that, which I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing, mm-hmm. but um that that is a thing. And so on the flip side Hot Girl Summer. Yeah, I'm so tired of hearing that phrase. <laughs> but on the flip side, you turn around and look at it. Men are expected to be the sole out provider yeah. for these women and cater to these women on a regular basis. And that is a double standard that needs to be rebalanced because a marriage is a partnership. Yeah, it's not a, a one- relationship is a partnership. It's not no one sided thing. It's not no one sided thing. You pick up my slack and I pick up your slack, but we have our roles to play and it there's but a, a lot balance. of people say like a lot of people say like uh that's how they saw their mom get treated, that's how they saw their mom get raised. So they expecting it all like they dad spoiled them, so they expecting the next man to spoil them. So let's think of it like this then. For our generation and our our group of people, because I don't like race, they're trying to do away with gender. I said they need to do away with race. Yeah. But for our group of people, we didn't have two parent households. Me and you were anomaly. A, a rare anomaly. few of people. Yeah. Just anomaly. That had a two parent household. And which a uh, a two parent household, people think it's easy. It's not easy. Cause you <laughs> not when it's us. Yeah. Because we have a different type of trauma that goes on. The black male has been under attack since the seventies, the sixties. No, way before then. Man, since as long as we can understand. Since they brought us on the boat. But I'm talking about the systemic part of it. Yeah. Sixties or seventies, right? To the point to where they have taught the black female, the black children, that the black male in the household is the enemy. So for the very few black males that have decided to stay in the household, they are viewed as the enemy. They're viewed, they're under attack constantly every day from the house as well as from the outside world. And they're under severe trauma to the point to where they lash out everywhere. At whoever. At whomever, right? And then you turn around and look at it for those who are gone and out of the household. The the woman handles everything. So you turn around and tell me that the way that you grew up says that I have to take care of you no matter what you're doing. That's BS. That's BS. That's you pawning it off on something. Let's yeah. just be honest. You yeah. are used to seeing your friends or these people that you idolize being catered to. Yeah. So you feel like you deserve the same as they get. But if I'm not in a position as those men are to do that to you, you tell me I'm not worthy of you. Broke boy. You see what I'm saying? And then you turn around and listen to music that say the same. Bull. Even even the, the male rappers like, leave that broke dude alone. Come fool with me. You see what I'm saying? But it's all about a perception thing because 
if you're not grounded as a person of knowing who you are and what you're worth. Yeah. But you know, another thing though, but it's like you going off what you said, like they look at it, like they look at a J and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. They look at a well, I I'll get I'll get somebody like an uh, money bag yo and Ari, uh Lil Uzi and JT from the City Girls. They they look at them as relationship goes. They everybody was talking about Sweetie and Quavo. Look at them. Exactly. Exactly. And then when those things blow up, then all of a sudden now they feel like all hope is lost. Look at the guy that was on the little dude that was preaching and all that about relationships. He got caught cheating. Jackson guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime a man tries to tell other men how they need to treat their wife, stay away from him. Look in the mirror. Stay away from him. Before, for, before any man can tell any another man how to treat their woman, look at yourself in the mirror before you give advice. Advice is only as good as asked for. Period. People who make money to give advice. Yeah. <laughs> if you really honed in on them, you'll see. Yeah. They don't even follow their own. It's crazy, man. Like, I don't know. Either that or they're alone. One of the two. Yep. But maybe, maybe because I, I look at it like this, Lou. I look at it like this. Financially, it is financial. Unless you just... Got a great edge. It's financially irresponsible to try to have your own household and for me to take care of another woman household. Yeah. I'm so, single. I'm taking care of my house. Yeah. I sh- if I'm dating you and you got your you got your shit, I I should not be obligated to take care of it. And you're not. I should it should just be if I want to help out. Yeah. Yeah. You're not obligated. And for you to be obligated, it's when you have one united household. And that's only when you're married. See, the problem is our society has made a relationship a marriage. Yeah. And it's not the same thing. That's a, ex- hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. That and it's not the same thing, bro. And the moment that you start treating a relationship like a marriage is the moment that you start separating yourselves from your relationship. And because until you make those vows and cross over to a marriage, you're not. You're still on the board. Yeah. <laughs> my like my grandfather used to tell me, "Hey, look, son, you do your taxes." It's married, single, widowed, or divorced. Ain't no such thing as going together. You married until you ain't. Yeah. You single until you ain't. I'm sorry. You single until you ain't. Single until you're married. Hey, and I abide by those words for the rest of my life. Now, all before I got married, I was the ultimate single person. (laughs) (laughs) To say that lightly. But, the moment that I decided to cross over to marriage. Yeah. Because like, uh, that's like one, uh, say like you want to be just friends. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person. I'm going to play my role. You want to be friends? We're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Variables yeah. are thrown in there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we still friends. Yeah. We have to understand though, as well, that the male psyche 
and the female psyche are two different psyches. Yeah. Because for the male psyche, sex is strictly that, sex. For the female. For some, for some, for some. For some man, yeah, you would, yeah, that's true. We can't, we can't, we can't speak for all. Yeah, for the majority. Yeah, let's say this. Let's say the majority. I like that word. I like that word. Majority. And for the majority of females, you know, sex is a union. We've united for some of. We've united for the majority. For the majority, we've united, and now we can't part. The moment that you unite with someone else, we we have to part. And so as much as I can't even believe that I'm about to utter these words, you have to leave sex out of relationships. Really? You think? In order to have cla- a- in order to have clarity in a relationship. Cause feelings will get involved. Exactly. And feelings cloud, you make emotional judgment. Exactly. Exactly. Or you make judgments based off your emotions at the at the time. And and that's it always ends up badly. Do I have the coldest cold shoulder in the game, Loomis? Hey bro. Your cold shoulder. Oh, you putting me top at my top five all time. I haven't met anyone with a colder colder shoulder. I could give two shit less. <laughs> I I I've seen my dog completely go disappear and act on the world if necessary. And have never had to change my number. And cared less. And cared less. Hey Terrence, your phone ringing. Okay. <laughs> hey Terrence, somebody knocking at the door. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I I wasn't expecting nobody anyway, so <laughs> I didn't say that, huh? I've seen you do it, sir. I've seen you do it. Hey, Terrence, somebody looking at you. That's their problem. <laughs> I'm so not because, like, man, like, half the time, I'm in my own little world. I'm I'm always thinking. I'm always just, just in, I'm just quirky. I'm just a quirky person. And, and I don't know. But. But you, I mean, you do have a point. Like, if you're going to have a relationship, you had to take sex out of it. Which, unless, unless you have extreme uh, thought or ambition or drive to marry that woman. Yeah. If you're honestly looking to marry that woman. And she's looking to marry you. I think sex can work. And I say I think because no one knows all the answers. Yeah. I just know in my relationship, it worked out. However, I almost screwed it up because of sex. Yeah. Because of sex, I almost screwed it up. So. It take a man to admit that. Yeah. And you know. So what, what? You always said you wanted to write that book. The evolution of a dog to a man, but you know the evolution from a dog to a man. I really feel like that would really be a serious thing. And if you serious about writing that, I am really writing, down. Well, when I say write, I mean type. All we do audio. Uh, how are books written? Is anything handwritten anymore? I don't know, man. You have to rough draft it, of <laughs> course. Come on, Terrence. Sheesh. 
No, but it'd be a better experience to sit down and write it, write it word for word. But yeah, man. But what? Now this is a good question. Now I've I've asked this question on this podcast multiple times to multiple people, and this is my my viewpoint. I'm gonna ask you this question, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna answer first, and then you answer. Okay, cool. Love or loyalty? Now listen to me. That's why I told I say I told I tell people all the time I prefer loyalty over love. Okay. And they look at me like, why? Mm-hmm. If they don't love you, I say no, because they loyal to you, they love you. Mm. Yeah. I say if somebody love you but they're not loyal to you, they can love you for a moment mm-hmm. and look and then go love somebody else and then come back and love you. Mm-hmm. They not loyal. Mm-hmm. Give me that loyalty. Cause when you with somebody, it's gonna be time where you gonna just look at this motherfucker like you are the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I can't live without you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do nothing to hurt you. That's loyalty. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a similar standpoint on that. However, I will say that our definition of love is skewed. Because love is nothing negative at all. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Love has no, but I'm saying like love has no negative characteristic, negative flaw, anything. Right. So for me to say I love you and have anything outside of adoration for you, that's not love. So, for instance, you're in a relationship, right? Woman says that she loves you. You say, I love you too, right? And so, um, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, you have a disagreement about something simple, yeah, right? And the moment that that argument gets heated to where we're hurting each other's feelings, that is not love. That's hate. So you felt as if you loved that person as long as things were good. But when it's bad. But now when things are unfavorable, you still feel like you love them, but you can't stand them. You can't love somebody without liking them. So with that, you know, if you're in love with someone, that means that you care about their feelings more than you care about your own, which turns around and results into loyalty. Yeah. And so when I say I love someone, I would choose love. But the reason why I would choose love is because my understanding of love is that person cares about my well-being more than they care about their own well-being. Yeah. Because my perfect perception of love is what I have toward my children. My children can make me the most furious person walking. And I would never even tell them a thing about it simply because I love them that much. I would find a way to deal with it and figure it out within myself in order to make it a teaching moment for them instead of lashing out at them because I would rather not see them cry. Yeah. That is love. 
Yeah. And until people can understand that and be able to see that in a relationship, they will know that, okay, I can't tell you I love you in a relationship until I care about you to that point. Yeah. For me to just throw that word love out there, that's abuse. Because that's making you feel as if I'm somebody that I'm not. Yeah. And the moment that you see that, it's going to blow us up. Yeah. And make us resent one another. Yeah, because I just get that I love you friend text. I would just say, you too. (laughs) And see, we view it as ruthless because before I was married, I would do the same thing. I'm not, no, I'm not going to play this I love you game. You can say it as much. I would have said, okay, I ain't sent back dots before. Because that's why I got my perception like, you can tell anybody you love them, but if the Lord's ain't there, how are you going to love me and you lusting over that dude over there? Not saying that you're doing anything with that guy. Yeah. But you looking at that guy with severe lust to the point to where you can envision yourself doing something with that guy. Oh, well, you can wait for me to fuck up to justify you going to do that. How How is that love? And on the flip side, I'm doing the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you I love you. Yeah. I I really like you. You cool. You cool people. Now. I like this situation we got yeah. going on yeah. here. You know, things are good. Yeah. But nah, bro. Yeah. Cause I had to uh cause we did the topic on casual sex maybe like two episodes ago. And me and Koba, which I, I which I'm contradicting myself when I say that when I say this, cause like I like I can't have casual sex and not give two fucks about you. A lot of guys can. Yeah. I say a lot of guys. Not most guys. A lot. Just a lot of guys. Yeah. Because Because once you define what you once you define what it is. But I also say that there's a time span on that. Yeah, you just can't constantly. I mean, d- depending on the frequency. Yeah. Depends on how long the time span is. Now if it's once every blue moon, whenever they in town. Yeah, but if you doing it at least two, three times a week, yeah, for the span of years, you you feel a certain claim on that woman, and yeah. she feels a certain claim over you, yeah, to the point to where y'all rather not say nothing to each other, but you'll be petty if you see her with somebody it, else, and they'd be petty back, and y'all know each other. To yeah. that type of level To the point to where You know how to speak to them Without speaking to them Yeah And uh, some, uh, That sh- stuff there is toxic Yeah That's to- That can end very toxic Or doing that And not Responding back Or going days without texting <laughs> Mr. Cold Shoulder <laughs> I don't be trying it though Like my, I wasn't planning on Cold shouldering her But she hit a nerve and but, said it wasn't worth it. But Lou, you, but Lou, you've been around for most of my cold shoulder and like it's not purposely done. True. It's not purposely done. And I, I mean, I try not to. I Now I'm learning that, you know, it does hurt. I mean, pe- I mean, a person can do that to me. I wouldn't give I wouldn't give two rats ass about it. So guess mm-hmm. what? Life gonna go on regardless. You t- whether we talk that day or not. Very much so, but very much so. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's some that's some good convo right there. 
Yeah. Hey, you got anything else? Oh shit, tweet of the week. I forgot about that. Are we? Are you do a tweet of the week? Oh yeah, I always do a tweet of the week, man. I got shit. I got shit, man. Cause I've been out last week, so I just been saving up stuff. Okay. All right. So this comes from Baked Griffin at Racked Up John. My pops got his stimulus and gave my mom a thousand dollars and stayed with four hundred. He a fucking simp. <laughs> okay. And it ties in line with the conversation we just had. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And he felt like he was obligated to do that. That guy probably felt like he was obligated to do that. And that woman probably felt like she was owed, owed that. But in actuality, really? It's his money. It's the reason why you got paid and then she got paid. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Do you believe in joint account? Yes, me and my wife only have joint accounts. Okay, all right. And here's the reason why. Joint accounts in a relationship, never. Shouldn't be done. You are two single people. Yeah. You need to have single accounts. That way money can be accounted for. You're trying to act like you're married, but you're not. Not. Now, far as marriage-wise, when I said I do, we became a union in every aspect. Yeah. Including finances. So if we can't communicate enough to handle the thing that take make sure that we can live and make sure our children can live, yeah, we don't need to be united. Huh. And it's a form of communication as well because you don't really know a person until you see how they spend their money. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you was off yeah. mic. Yeah, you don't really know a person until you know how they spend their money. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just have bad spending habits. Horrible. 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 You know? And we can't always just blame the person because if you're not taught any better how to spend yeah. your money. Or if you're just sitting there allowing this to, and instead of talking reasons, hey, you think you should because be Because our society don't teach you how to spend money. Shit, no. School system, nothing. They let you blow it. Get yourself in more debt so you owe us dum-dums for the rest of your life. Exactly. Exactly. So. Got any work? Well, you've been giving wisdom all fucking, all fucking episode, man. So we're just going to skip words because we were dropping gems this week, man. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Kobe and Joe should be back next week. We should have the whole crew together. I'm about to rest my tonsils some more because... It's creeping up on me again. I feel a little slight pain in my tonsils. Yeah. But I had the pod. This is my second pod of the day. Of course, Nerd Before Nerds every Tuesday. New episode. This episode will be our Wednesday that y'all are hearing now. And I ain't got nothing else. You ain't got nothing else, man. We can wrap this shit nigga up. Yeah, wrap it on up, baby. Yeah, Yo, for Third Coast Podcast, man, it's Terrence. Lou. We out this thing. All right.